This is Sabrina Brahm with womensleadershipsuccess.com, episode number 11, Ask for What You Want, Career Development Tips for Women Leaders. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brahm and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life, no matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. Hello, this is Sabrina Brom from womensleadershipsuccess.com, and today I am thrilled to have Cynthia Good, the owner and founder of and editor of Pink Magazine with us. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you so much, Sabrina. I'm happy to be with you today. Well, I'm thrilled to have you uh, on the call. I, I love your magazine and want to ask you some more about that in a few minutes. But your career has developed in some interesting ways. Could you tell us a little of your background? Well, Sabrina, after graduating from UCLA, I studied political science, of all things. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I had done a few internships while at school, and I knew I wanted to be in media. And at the time, that was television. So I worked as an intern for a while at some different stations and finally got a job in one of the smallest TV markets in America. <laughs> it was in Eureka, California. Oh, my gosh. And it is funny because I literally was the person who shot the newscast, edited the newscast, anchored the newscast, and even operated my own teleprompter while talking, which I'll tell you what, isn't so easy. Oh, wow. What was the most valuable thing you learned from doing that? Oh, I think what I learned is if you set your mind on something that you really want to do and you're passionate about it, you can make it happen, whatever it is. I had a stack of rejection letters for the TV news jobs that I applied for across the country that was about three inches thick, wow. you know, just one after another, and I just was determined to stick with it. So I definitely proved to myself that that works. Wow. What inspired you to launch your magazine? Even though you're in media, launching a magazine is a very different creature. Well, prior to launching Pink Magazine, I had launched a women's business magazine in the Atlanta area, and it did really, really well. And I, it was really clear to us early on that we had hit a nerve that, you know, women are really passionate about what they do and they're excited about their careers and there is a lot of information that we need to help us be more successful. Nobody was providing that information. So, you know, I saw that it was possible. I learned how to do it a little bit by launching this other publication from the beginning and the fact that there was no other national magazine just for women who were focused on their careers you know, made us think, wow, we need to do this. Right. Well, it is an incredible magazine. Um, I read it every month along with Harvard Business Review. <laughs> I read Harvard Business Review, too. Yes. Yeah, the, thanks. The Pink Magazine gives me a perspective on women that is so important to me and, and what I want to have happen for women. It's just a great magazine. One of the things I've been to every conference you guys have put on, or excuse me, every year in San Francisco which are excellent. I highly recommend women sign up for the conference. And what I noticed was from the first year to the second year how much your magazine had grown. How much has it grown? You've, been in, you've had the magazine for three years? 
Right. As of this summer, it's been three full years. We're celebrating our, our third year out on the street across the country in June and July. So exactly three years. And as you said, we've had, we do a national event series every fall in six cities across the country. And, you know, at this time of year, we're already hearing from women who want to sign up for the next conference series that we're doing this coming fall. I, I could imagine that it would be a good idea to sign up right away because you were filled in every conference I've been to. We do sell out, and it's really, you know, it's. I think the concept of Pink Magazine is resonating with women, and also the panel that we have is just incredible. The most influential women in America are on our panels, different women in each city, you know, everyone from uh, top-level women at companies like Wachovia and UPS and Federal Express and um, Guardian Insurance and, you know, all the major companies, and women like Soledad O'Brien from CNN and Kathy Black, who's the president of Hearst Magazine. So really some interesting women with great stories to share. And they're so candid because they're talking to other women who are in many ways just like them. Right. It's, it's, such, it's such a great service you're doing. So how much has the magazine grown from the first year to now? What's the difference in readership? Um, let's see. Readership has increased about 60%. And right now we have a readership of a little bit more than a half million women. Yes, and I, 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 I would bet by next year this time it will be double or triple that. Well, from your lips, I hope so. <laughs> that would be great. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, if it, if it has a positive impact on, on one woman's career and helps her to have a better career and a better life, then, then it's a good day, and that's what keeps us getting up every morning and being really excited about coming to work. Well, that's incredible, and that's the same way I feel about my radio program. You know, one of the things that um, I found so interesting about you, I've interviewed a lot of women, I meet a lot of very powerful women, and you are one of the most gracious, uh, kindest women I've run into. And You I, are so sweet to say that. Well, I've stood waiting to talk to you at conferences and heard you talking to other women. I've had these conversations with you on the phone, and there's just a graciousness about you. Aww. and I'll bet you're a really good networker. Well, you know, you're you're it's I'm thrilled that you just said that because you know, it's hard to remember to connect and how important that is when we're all running so fast and working so hard and it's one thing after another. Absolutely, you know, you and I spoke briefly before this uh call and the the most important thing I think women can do to be really successful in their work and their business and for their futures is to network and to connect with other like-minded women, and, and that's really how we've been able to build this company from the well, beginning. I, I, that's such a good po point, the networking. You know, they, what they say is two-thirds of all jobs are found through networking. Right. And yet what you find is many women don't, don't devote enough ongoing steady effort to building and maintaining their network of contacts. Right. And what would you suggest that a woman listening to this program, what's a good thing to do to start building the contacts? Well, I mean, the first thing we need to do is if, if you look around, you will see in your office that come lunchtime, uh, pretty much the guys aren't there, but the women are still at their desk. They're working hard. They've got their head down. They're at the computer, and they're, you know, really just trying to do the job. Um, and that's just 
our tendency, that's my tendency, we did a whole piece for the magazine at one point, which was called 23 Reasons Not to Eat Lunch at Your Desk. You know, you have an opportunity to take that time and network with somebody. Take somebody to lunch who you really admire and talk to her about what she's doing and talk to her about what you're thinking. And rather than saying, will you mentor me, call her and just say, you are absolutely extraordinary. I've admired you. Here's this article, you know, that was written about you. I would love to take you to lunch or a cup of coffee and, you know, and, and share ideas and thoughts and get to know her. Um, you know, so that's a chance we have. And I think that as women, we work so hard at our job that we forget to work um, on our career. Um, and I've, I've, it's been said that during your day, 80% of your focus should be on your job, but the other 20% needs to be on your the bigger picture of your career. And I think that might be a good thing to think about. That, that's really good advice, and, and um, in terms of the bigger picture of career, what suggestion do you have for women to help them get promoted? Oh, there are so many things that you can do to get promoted. I think the first is to show your organization that you are willing to stand up and take those opportunities. Our tendency sometimes as women is to not volunteer for new opportunities and projects because we're not 100% sure that we're going to be able to pull it off. Well, you know what? The guys stand up and take those opportunities. They're not sure either, but so they fudge a little and they do whatever it takes. We're all smart. I mean, the women in this country who are working and, and working to get ahead are brilliant. There is nothing that you cannot do. So it's really a matter of having the courage to stand up and say, you know what? I'll do that. And you were at our conferences, Sabrina, so you know women in every city talked about how the fact that they are where they are today is because they often took on projects nobody else was willing to do. And if something seems so daunting, well, you know what? You're up to the task. Go for it. That's how to prove yourself. And once you begin to add more value to the organization, then you're in a position to say, all right, it's time for a promotion. It's time for a pay increase. I love it. The other day you mentioned um – ask for what you want. Could you say some more about that? Well, I think that that is probably our biggest challenge is women. You know, you hate to stereotype, but the reality, and we saw this at our conferences across the country every year now for three years, each year we have about 2,600 of some of the most ambitious women in America, you know, in the ballroom with us in these different cities, and we ask, how many of you stood up and asked for a raise in the last year. And it's always amazing to me that just over half the women in the room, whether you're in Atlanta or Chicago or San Francisco or New York City, just over half raised their hand that they had asked for a raise in the last year. Amazingly, of those 49% who did ask, more than 70% got the raise. So, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's your work whether it's doing the work that you love, whether it's your pay, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your health, whether it's whatever it is you want, we got to ask for it. And we always have a saying around the office, which is asking is free. You're not going to lose anything by asking, but you might lose something big if you don't. I love, I love asking is for free. That's so neat. And what you were talking about earlier when you said invite some woman that you really admire out to lunch, so what if they say no? I mean, you know, well, what what's you right? Ask? That's the worst that could happen is yeah. they'd say no. I mean, at least ask. What, right. That's, that's incredible. What's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome, and how did you do that? 
Well, I think, you know, growing a company, having a multi-million dollar company, you know, 97% of all the woman-owned companies in this country are under a million in annual revenue. We're significantly over that. Um, it's, you know, a, a series of challenges every day. It is many hurdles that you need to jump. And, you know, I think it's just keeping things in perspective and, and remembering, you know, the bigger picture, why we're here, why we're doing it, what are our priorities. Um, you know, for me, it's my family, it's my work, it's the chance to make a difference through pink. Um, but I think that's it on a daily basis to keep that perspective. Keeping the perspective. And what do you do when you hit into an obstacle that you don't know the answer to? What's, what's your strategy? Well, you keep going. I mean, it's a little bit like this uh, presidential election. It's just you see that the candidates that tend to excel are those that, that – keep a hold of the big picture and don't let themselves get mired down in the weeds. It's not so much about tactics or, you know, one specific program and how to execute it. It's keeping your eye on the prize, the big picture about why we're here and what the big goal is. I mean, at Pink, the master idea, for instance, is the courage to do what you love. And when you hold on to that, you know, it's great. And, I mean, the other thing is just the letters. We got a letter just yesterday from Tyra Banks, who was on the cover of our January-February issue. And she said, you know, I've been on so many covers, and I just want to tell you how honored I am to be featured because of my business acumen. And I think hearing those kinds of things really helps. That, that, that is so wonderful. You are doing an incredible job. I, I noticed that in your May issue of Pink, which will be out in a few weeks, that you're going to be having uh, Dr. Alice Eagley and Linda Carley speak on an article called Welcome to the Labyrinth. Will they be talking about ways that women can uh, promote their careers? Absolutely, they do. And, you know, they've done significant research on this topic, and they found that, you know, the whole concept of the glass ceiling really isn't so much with us today. That's really an antiquated sort of an 80s notion of um, what keeps women from advancing because they bump their head on that ceiling. Well, the ceiling isn't there, but what is there is just a number of twists and turns and hurdles that we all need to traverse in order to get where we're trying to go. And so this piece that they did specifically for Pink is sort of the aftermath of their research and what they have written in their book and the HBR article and what they've learned since and the stories that women have relayed to them since about their own experiences and, you know, specific things about what we all need to do to get to that next level. Um, so, yeah, they're amazing. Really and. Good. They're very smart, and it's, it's exciting to run their piece in pink. Absolutely. We're just about done. I wanted to ask you what you do when you feel stressed. What, what's the way that you chill out? Or well, for me, on the most stressful day, the best thing for me to do is uh, hot yoga, just because you cannot hold on to the stress in that class when <laughs> it's 100 degrees. There's nothing you can do but surrender to it. Uh-huh. And I think the other thing is just to be with my kids and my husband and to really focus on them, to be in nature, to be, we have a couple miniature horses in the backyard, to be with them, to walk, to dance. I love to dance, jazz. So, you know, those are the kinds of things I do that help. And do you have a parenting tip for women? Oh, I think listening and really connecting whenever we have an issue, which, you know, all of us parents have because, well, I have two kids who are, one is 14, the other is 12, so it's those challenging teen years, and I find that whenever I sit down with them and really talk stuff through, 
we don't have a problem anymore. And it's taking the time to do that and to really be present. That is such great advice. <clears throat> and it really fits for everyone in our lives, not just kids. You're right. With your employees as well, sure. You know, I, I recently talked to someone who said they didn't think we really needed to ta- teach listening classes, that what we had to do was really decide that we were motivated and wanted to hear what the other person had to say and all the other listening things would fall into place. And I think that's so true. That's probably the most important of all. I agree. What's, what's one tip you'd like to share with women to help them get promoted? Well, I think just to be mindful of, of asking for what you want, that you have an opportunity to make your work and your life better if you figure out what needs to change, if you stand up and ask for that, even if it's having your husband make dinner occasionally or more than occasionally. And, you know, at work to take on the projects that you want to be solution-oriented um, and an advocate and to make sure that, that everyone knows what you want to do and, and if there's a stumbling block to find out what it is going to take to get you to the point where you can do what you want for the organization. Because every company is looking for good leaders, and I think being enthusiastic and passionate gets you halfway there and asking. You know, if you don't, you're just not going to get it. I think that's wonderful advice, and I really appreciate you talking with us today. My pleasure. It's great to be with you. And you know what? If anybody wants to check Pink out, you can do it on the website. We also have um, newsletters that are free that go out once a month where we profile really fascinating women. You know, um, people are going to think I got paid for this because I so love your magazine. I wish I <laughs> You're so sweet, for Sabrina. Person. Thank you. Um, and, and the website has so many good resources, including uh, an interesting column on the latest news on of women, you know, like uh, the woman prime minister in India, different things that are coming up. So right, we have women in the news. We also have uh, blogs that we're doing and lots of information to help you find greater success, you know, within an organization or even through your own company. And it's just pinkmagazine.com, and it's everything's accessible. Yes, absolutely. I highly recommend people doing that. And thank you so much for the interview. My pleasure. Thank okay. you. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. In the next episode, listen to Susan Hackley, Managing Director of the Program on Negotiation at Harvard Law School, talk about the art of negotiating. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brahm, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.